Welcome back to It's All Bad. My name's Keith. I'm here with Michael. What up, Russ and Danny? Hey, and this is Mike. Charlie. Michelangelo. And uh, Michelangelo. Oh, I, I keep getting excited. <laughs> You're okay. No, nice. we have this remarkably unnatural opening, and, and I'm yeah. going to just we're gonna. It's not. Th- yes, welcome. This back happens every to week. Yes, it does. Welcome every back. Every week. <laughs> Usually, Mike fucks it up, but you did. I didn't time. fuck it up. <laughs> so. Uh, that was a weak clap. Hold on. It's Danny in the orange shirt, Michael. Danny, Russian Danny. Yeah. What's up? Russian That's Danny. Me. That's Mike Fiella, who I feel like you would have met somewhere along the line. Mike Fiella. He looks familiar. The energy feels familiar. With the beard. And then that's Charlie, the young, handsome one. I had a feeling, Charlie, you know, Charlie had a handsome voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like if I was, you know, if I like got Charlie on the phone, I'd be like, I bet you Charlie's kind of hot. I did. I thought he's probably attractive. <laughs> How do you want this interview to go? Yeah, exactly. I have a beautiful voice. Well, I'm sorry if Charlie's overdressed. That's what I'm wondering. Do you know what I mean? That's the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, just so Michelangelo's produces commercials. Yes. And and Charlie and Mike Fiella also work at a commercial house. Okay. And then Danny. Commercial? Uh huh. Do you remember when we were making them? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then that coronavirus. Um, Danny, I don't know what happened to your picture, but it's controlled by gamma light. Cut, 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 controlled by gamma light. I can yeah. see you guys. <laughs> okay, we're good then. Dropped I can't hear nice Mike. Mike from Mike. This should just be like one know. hour of like, can you hear me? Wait, hold on. <laughs> your video is weird. Yeah, just another hour of just like, can you see me? <laughs> Can you see me? Well, How much? For, yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, yeah, we're you. excited. Yeah. Fuck, you're one of the funniest people I know, so I'm excited about this. Oh, my goodness. And you've done your share of drugs, which I appreciate, I have too. done my share of drugs, which... Um, well, yeah, I was, I was actually I was a little concerned about um, whether, you know, I sort of could, you know, where I sit in the, you know, lexicon of things, you know, like. Oh, only Danny and I are sober. These other two aren't sober. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And most of the guests have been sober, but not all of them. Right. You know. Right. Um, but, are you uh, sober, Michael? Well, no. no. But. Okay, got it. I mean, I don't drink. Do you know what I mean? So. I, I, I don't, but I hear you. I, 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 don't drink. I know, I know, I know what those words mean when you put them together in a sentence. I am, um, but, but yeah, I have no idea. What a the couple fuck you're of times about. a month, I try and eat marijuana, and I'm miserable. Um, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I can't, I can't fuck with it. And I don't know why I have that. St- I, but like every now and then, I just go to sleep, so that's great. But the, you know, so mm. that. And then I've been, I do the psychedelics. I'm on, you know, I do the microdosing and the uh, macrodosing and I sort of part of that. Oh, great. Sort of thing. Ooh. So. I can't argue because I got to tell you, Michelangelo's, the one drug that's never given me a, a bad shake is LSD. Never. No. Never I, had it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm literally on a little bit of acid right now. I mean, you know, oh, really? a sub perceptual amount of LSD right now. Yeah. Are you microdosing? I am. Yeah. Oh, when you right. say it's how how small of amount would that be like a tenth of a hit? I it's, don't get it. Okay. So I have 
I feel like do I have to we have I wonder if it should be speaking in code or whatever, but like I have an eyedropper that yeah. uh it, it, this is hypothetical to law enforcement. Yeah. Um I would have an eyedropper and this eyedropper each uh drop would be fifteen micrograms. Okay. I put the dropper in a cup and I drink half of the of the drop. I I have half of that cup. Okay. It's weird. It's like when you do too much of too little, I don't know how else to put this, it sucks. Yeah. Like you either want to go all the way or you want to just not even really feel it, but just sort of let it accumulate. I take it uh, every every other day or every third day I do that or I do a... Uh, like a like a point uh, like a point of a gram of mushrooms. Do you know? Oh, like and, point one of a gram. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's you're never really loaded then, right? No. Ever. Okay. Worst Have case, you ever... if you do a little too much, like you just feel kind of like, like, like and irritable. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I've, exactly. I've, 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 I've experimented a little bit. Just a little bit with the microdosing. It didn't work for me because I'm just like, why aren't I tripping balls? And right. I feel like I'm getting, <laughs> no, getting that's ripped. not really. But what, that's the, not the point. No. That's not what you're going for when you're microdosing. I know people who have done it very successfully. A uh, buddy of ours who's a, who's a you know sound mixer and, and, and spends a shit ton of time just, you know, watching images and syncing them up and, and tweaking music and tweaking sound effects and everything else. And and I, I from what he said it was uh, it was really helpful to him. Yeah, you know? it gives you it gives you uh, gives you the focus. It gives you. I mean, it's so you know all the things I do sort of inhabit this world where it's like I think it's doing something. You know, like I do all these yeah. like fucking other mushrooms, like the cordyceps and the chaga and all this stuff, and I'm like I think it's doing something. Do you know? But yeah, yeah, um, it's a little bit like CBD. You're like. Yeah, which which that's that that's where I get tongue tied with the THC because I the only way that CBD works is if you take a little THC with it. But if you do, if I do too much THC, I'm all of a sudden the fat thirteen year old that I've been trying working out with my whole life. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just like never gonna see a real life woman naked, and everyone thinks I'm weird and I'm awful, and you know, like it's just you know. See, you're like me with marijuana. It does not sit right with no, me man, at all. It doesn't it, and and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the most garbage, shitty, homegrown weed or the best weed there is. It all is terrible for me. I'm going to say something, and I and I this might you know, and I this this might be too general. I think if you have a certain, uh, if you're just kind of thinky, if you're sort of a little smart about, I don't want to say smart. I don't want to say people that are stoners are not smart but i think if you just kind of inhabit your brain a lot you don't like let go you know yeah if you're not just one if you're not kind of easy going as is the pot <laughs> you know kind of doesn't agree i'm not i'm like not easy going like do you know like so you would think the pot would make me easier it just makes me you know harder going anxious yeah, yeah. it yeah. Ca- it creates the worst anxiety i've ever experienced in my life it's terrible i i'm the same as you i just sit there like I would smoke it and I just literally, I one hit, it doesn't take much. No. And I literally just go, I can't believe what a fucking loser I am. I'm what am just I doing? The, yeah. I'm just the weirdest thing. Like, I can't believe this person's actually, I can't believe. And then I start thinking about conversations I had that day where I was just being me and existing. And then th- thinking about people taking me seriously as this human being. And I'm, it's just, it's awful. Yeah. 
Oh, see, that's so funny because for me, it's like the hundred percent. It's a one eighty. You love it, that. yeah. But you're pretty like, laid back. Though. He's a laid back guy. Yeah. Do you suffer now, Mike? Do you suffer from anxiety in general in life? Has that been a theme for you? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, anxiety. Yeah, a couple of th- little. Uh, yeah, a couple no, of th- you would know. <laughs> See, that's the thing about anxiety. Anxiety is one of those like yes. Do you know what I mean? Like if you ask no, me, I mean, I, yes, but it's <laughs> but it's not that simple, right? Uh, I I also have obsessive compulsive disorder, so oh. so that's tied in with anxiety, and I take yeah. drugs that would treat normally depression and, and and not really anxiety, right? I don't take anxiety drugs. I take I take a drug Prozac that treats depression traditionally. Oh yeah, but Prozac. That, you know, I mean, has for has for thirty years treated OCD. Yeah, uh, and I was a pretty early adopter of that in the late eighties because I've had it since I was a teenager. Wow, so uh, you've been doing Pro- you've been on Prozac for thirty years. I've been a pro, uh, on and off. I mean, right. there are large, large chunks of time where, you know, one of the cute things about OCD is that it, it, it makes you very resistant to wanting to take that medication. Uh, well, yeah. And, I, I mean, I have, I have a little bit of that OCD thing. Um, how does it matter? I mean, are you a counter? Are you um, a cleaner? Are you a walk over the lines? I mean, where, where does it? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, really? Ding, 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 ding. No, I'm not as good as How fucked are the counters with the hand-washing thing you got to do now with the 20-second thing you got to do? Yeah. What do you mean? Are you kidding me? I'm like a fucking Olympic athlete at this shit. Right, right. I've been watching my hands like I was going into fucking cardiovascular surgery since I was 17 years old. Smoking hot water. I've had people walk into the bathroom at my at an agency I worked at once years ago. A guy walked into the bathroom and saw, and I was in the middle of a really whooped up anxiety, OCD, just frenzy. And he looked over at me at the sink and it was all fogged up and the water was steaming hot. And my hands, when I looked down and I realized my hands were like bright red. They looked like two honey-baked hands. <laughs> it's just so raw and chapped and destroyed. And he just walked in and kind of looked at them and just like looked at me and was like, are you cool? That's amazing. That <laughs> and, and then just, and I was just like, What's up, bro? Like, what do you want? You want to talk about it? You don't want to talk about it. Go take a fucking piss. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I got it. I'm a mental patient. Go take a piss. So, yeah, not fun. But, but, but anyways. uh, Mike hasn't left the house, Michelangelo's. I mean, so, so this, wow, this is, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, as a case study, I find you interesting because you like marijuana. Marijuana agrees with you, and I would say that I'm I'm in your spectrum. I'm not nearly, you know, I don't wash my, you know. Right, it's a strange thing, but I think that the, I don't know what it is, but it does relax me. Um, usually, you know, you have a drink, you have a little smoke; those kind of go hand in hand with the me. booze. Yeah, uh, the booze softens definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 also I do. It'll energize me too. Like it gets me social, and and like it always was. Like it's hmm. it's always been like that. I was always like, let's smoke a joint and then get out there and just right. start fucking talking to people. Right. Like wow. just like maybe maybe no. Booze never worked for know. you, right, Michelangelo? 
No, I mean, I in the early years. I, I've I, when my history with drugs and alcohol. I have a very weird history with drugs and alcohol because the program has been kind of around me. I was sort of a kid that got sober. Do you know? Yeah. Um, and then would spend you know fifteen years sort of like I'm not an addict. I'm an addict. I'm a this. I'm a that. And figuring out you know longer than you know like in and out, in and out. I I really only had a few runs with booze, like maybe like a year where I drank with some you know with excessively. Um, yeah. but it's so removed yeah. from me that I don't know anything like I, I don't know anything about like wine or I don't know anything. I don't right. really even know much about booze. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah. if, 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 if I'm in a situation, not that I find myself in them, but like, I, I don't know like what a good wine is or what a good this or I, it's, it's never, I, I liked, I liked heroin. I liked, I liked everything about heroin. <laughs> I did. I, I, I liked heroin Same. before I Same. did heroin. Yeah. You know, I I was like that. I I'm a fat 13 year old kid. Yeah. I just read No One Here Gets Out Alive, and you ah. know, I and I just heard the uh, the Velvet Underground, and it looks to me like they figured some stuff out. Do you know? So so heroin was like a goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish, you know I, to me it's like I wish I would like to say that I was in some you know, pained life of tragedy and found drugs and they were this great, but it was like, I it was like, I, w I was like, where do I get the, I wanted the whole thing, you know, like, mm. yeah, you know, and, mm. and I, and I, you know, vividly just remember when I would, you know, the, the, how utterly disgusting it, you know, like you want it to be like Nico and like cool lighting and stuff. And you're like, puking yeah. and shitting and like you know like in the bath yeah. it's like immersed in your own feces you know like the most disgusting situations like like there was there was maybe like one or two fun sexy heroin experiences and then the rest was just like a lot of it just felt like a lot of bodily functions you know like just <laughs> you know? And, and like i was the guy i don't know i don't know i, I, I was the guy a lot of fluids well, a, lot a lot of fluids and you know here's the thing fluid. When I was when I was when I when I was strung out, I was strung out on tar heroin, and I I don't know if anyway I can't smell tar heroin. It makes me it's like disgusting. Do you know like yeah? So yeah. I would like have to cook my dope. I mean, it was like I had these images of like I'm like Lou Reed and I'm like got the sunglasses and the leather pants and I'm like doing dope, you know, and I'm like literally like uh, shitting, like cooking the dope like over here, you know. <laughs> I can't smell it, you know, and. It was, it was awful, uh, but yeah, that was, but I, but I liked how it made me feel and I liked like pills and, uh, I, you know, in the end and, and even throughout all of this, I've, I've, I don't think about drugs a lot. I've, I've, you know, done a lot of work and just kind of, you know, honestly, there's other issues that have been a little bit more pervasive for me on a, on an addictive level. I'd say to some degree, drugs covered up a food problem, you know, like, cause it was sexier okay. to be a drug addict. You know, like, yeah, like you can be at the AA meeting and be like, yeah, I took the needle out of the trash can and then I stuck it in my arm and some fucking hot chick's going to fuck you afterwards. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, if you're like, I took the chocolate cake out of the fucking trash and I fucking ate it anyway. <laughs> then we're just gonna be like, you're a fucking pig, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, like, it's like, how many fucking supermodels have dropped their fucking boyfriends off at drug fucking places, right? 
But um, yeah. But how many have taken them to fat camp? Do you know? So right. Uh, wow. That's amazing. But Michael, can you tell everybody about yourself? I know you grew up in L.A. And- oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it's it, uh, so. Huh. Um. So back to me. Yeah. So I I was sort of segueing yeah. a little bit because. I've had to, you know, I've started taking these classes online because to our conversation earlier, I am hoping to become a therapist down the road. I want to, I want, I'm sort of preparing for 60. Do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, but, and in these classes, these online classes, you have to do a little about you every time. And, and so I've, you know, I've gotten kind of good at paraphrasing myself in these situations, but now I've forgotten everything that I've been writing in these things. No, but, um, so basically, yeah, I'm from L, where are you from, Keith? Are you, you're, you're a California guy, right? I'm from Covina. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you're. Yeah, that's hardcore. That's like real. <laughs> real. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally grew up that's in West Hollywood. I grew up in yeah. West Hollywood. Like I literally grew up like on. I grew up. Well, I had to, my dad was in Malibu and my mom was in, in West Hollywood, uh, Los Angeles and Melrose. Oh wow! Oh cool. Where did you go to school? I went to well. I went to Fairfax, which is my high school. Yeah, and same. I, I mean, one of the many, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I bounced around too. I I got I. <laughs> yeah, the first one. as we do, yeah. we bounce around, right? Or just, yeah, we bounce. We yeah. check different schools out, so let's get popped for drugs and find out what the other schools like. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my 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 actually kicked out of junior high. I got kicked out of junior high school in eighth grade. I, my mom sent me to Malibu when I was twelve to live with my dad. Because she didn't, she was smart. She didn't want to have a fucking, you know, teenager running around. And she thought that, that, that the kids would be better in Malibu than the kids in Hollywood. Yeah. And there's nothing worse, there's nothing worse than a bunch of rich kids. Right. So, so like I literally got in way more trouble in Malibu than I probably would have in Hollywood where, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like all my Hollywood friends were all like. And they were, frankly, they were doing bands. They were doing things. They were like ac- actually active in the world. You know, the Malibu kids were literally like driving off of Kane and Doom. Do you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> that, was, that was like the thing to do was to, d- what happened to Danny? He drove off of Kane and Doom, you know, like. That lesson zero shit, man. No, totally, totally. And that, and that was, that was sort of, that was. Those kids were a little older than me, but that was the era that I was that I was coming up in. So, do you know that that's the first film set I ever saw was Lesson Zero up on Moreno in Silver Lake because I got sent to a boys' home in Silver Lake in '87. Oh wow! And we would walk to Marshall High School, right? You know, over like you know from like by the Beastie Boys' house yep. up there. So the house, the boys' home was on Redcliffe. We'd walk up, you know, up to Mitchell Terrena over Moreno and down, you know by Mayfair market or whatever, but yeah. we were coming by, it was like probably eight in the morning and there was all this lights and shit. And we're like, what are you guys filming? They're like movie called lesson zero. I'll never forget that. 87. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, like and, I'm ready for homework. And, did you, Michael, did I you, always, did you go to school with Yuri and Justin Warfield? I did not. No, they went to a fucking, they went to fancy school. Oh, okay. They went to like Oakwood or something. They went to like, crossroads or some shit yeah they yeah they went to one of those cool they were like they were they were one of those kids there were two mm. of them. the most fucked up kids i hear of are the ones from malibu yeah i mean the all my malibu so i basically i moved to i moved to malibu and i got kicked out of eighth actually you know it's it's kind of it's it's sort of a sweet story because i i had gotten i'd i had gotten i had this god 
So there was this guy, Mitch, who was my acid dealer. I was like 13. I was doing that. And, and Mitch is a long, very long story. But Mitch sold me these white crosses, which were basically trucker speed that you get at the fucking yeah. gas station. But I thought that they were some cool thing because I was, what, fucking 13, do you know? Yeah. And I there was this girl, Carrie, who I was fucking so in love with like like she's still like the archetype do you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> like just a very important woman in my life that i never touched do you know and um yeah and i got her and i and and i, I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and and i uh never had that kind of relationship yeah i mean it's deep it's deep i mean we still talk in my mind you know and um yeah uh, and so I, 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 I wanted to impress her. So I got, I gave her these pills. I was like, Hey, do you want some speed? I'm cool. I'm, you know, this fat little 13 year old that wants to impress you. So I, and she took them, she got caught and then she told the teacher that she got them from me. So, the, so I then go, go. And, and the, this was the funny thing was I thought this, I thought I'd lost them. I physically couldn't find the other ones that I had. So the, 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 you know, the security lady, right. Came and she's like, you come with me. And, and she's like, I know you've got something on you. And I felt really like I'd figured something out. I was like, I, look, search me. I'm cool. I, I got nothing. She pulled my wallet out and she looked underneath the Velcro thing and they were right. Yeah. Like I'd spaced out that I put them there. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what no. the fuck is this? You know? And yeah. So then I go to the principal's office and, and, and this is 19, you know, fucking, this is literally like, I feel like I'm being hyperbolic, but this is like 1982, you know, 1980. And it was a big, they had to do a big show and they had to kick me out of the school district. So they kicked me out of the school district because this fucking girl, Carrie, pinned me on the thing. So I get kicked out of the school district. I ended up going to, I don't know if you remember these kinds of schools, Keith, but I went to the school called Colin McEwen and they were like, continuation. continuation. What's that? Yeah. They were continuation schools, but they were private ones. So oh. you, you would, you, they were, I call them school, schools you could smoke cigarettes at. Do you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Oh, those are the best. Those are the best. You could smoke cigarettes. They were done at noon. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so I went there in Malibu for a little bit. Um, and then I hit 16. It's really hard to condense all of this. But my father, I'm 16 years old. My dad had this beautiful, he was renting this beautiful house uh, in Point Doom above uh pay zuma do you know where you drive down zuma to go to the rock space uh yeah planet of the apes beach right yeah mm -hmm. he was renting this incredible house up there my dad's a really long story anyways he gets evicted when i'm 16 years old cops show up throw us kick us out of malibu basically <laughs> and i end up back in hollywood with my mom end up at uh fairfax high and um from there, I was just a fucking Hollywood dude, and and yeah, so I did the fucking Hollywood, and 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 I that and then th that was kind of when I kind of got sober my first time. That I was sort of, I was very, I was sixteen, and I was oh wow, I was I would say that you could if, on paper it looked. I mean, I don't. It's weird because I don't want to be dismissive about my drug use when I was young, but it it it. I had, I had friends that were a lot worse than I were that had gotten sober and they were going to meetings and they were like, dude, the guys from Motley Crue are here and dude, the guy from right. this here, you know what I mean? And you'd go to a meeting mm. and you'd be like, all of a sudden you're like hanging out with the guy from the knack, you know, which meant something in yeah. 1985. You know what I mean? So dude, the knack, the knack, yeah, <laughs> Doug Figer, he was like I a fucking that. big oh, deal in 1985. I had, 
I bought that album at Strawberries Records and Tape for $6.35 yeah. called Get the Knack. Get the Knack, yeah. It's a very important guy in 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 uh, in 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 like eighties and and eighties AA was like a, a it was like a scene. So I, I kind of got sober there, uh, and then uh, you know, kind of. Um, uh, so you got sober in like eighty six the first time. I did for about a year. I did for about oh, a okay. Year. Uh, I didn't know that. And then and then I became friendly with the with the guys in Jane's Addiction. Oh right, and uh, and those guys were all sober. Yeah, they were totally yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially in like 1998. I was in LA in 1990. That seemed like a sober vibe. They're really sober dudes, you know. And yeah. uh, they, uh, it was. I was definitely like, uh, I'll have some of that, please. Whatever the fuck they're doing, I want that. Yeah. I want. I want that. This is well, what well. I was hoping to do when I was younger, but this is my thing. And so. Then I would spend the next uh, 10, 11 years kind of being the on again, off again, sort of flunky junkie that I was. And I was, I was like, I was a terrible junkie. Like I had, (laughs) I I really was because I had, I had no heart. Do you know? Like I had, you you need, you you know what people are like, people are like, you know, that guy, it's it's amazing to me. He was, he was this terrible junkie and then he became this really successful person. And I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't, he could get heroin. Like he could get $500 of heroin worth a day. Like obviously the guy had some chops in life to, to, you know, I could never, I would like, I'd be like, how am I going to get 20 bucks together? Do you know? Like (laughs) it was just overwhelming to me. Like, you know, I, I just didn't have the chops for it. And, and frankly, and, and the other thing was, I was, I was also, uh, this is where I would sort of run into problems in AA and, and, and I do, I don't, again, you know, I think, I think alcoholism is a bit of a spectrum and I, and I definitely have, you know, the, the thing, but when, when I would, when I would, when I would be, when I would be like, when a sponsor would say, you know, listen, you have to, you know, you have to do, you have to do this. Uh, you have, uh, you, you were willing to go to any length to get high. You know, you, you have to be willing to go to any length to, to do this step or whatever. And I'd be like, I really kind of wasn't because like I'd be dope sick and, <laughs> and like, you know, the dealer would live in Glendale. Do you know what I mean? And it'd be like yeah. five. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Why don't we just wait? Can we wait until like nine, just until traffic dies down a little bit? You know, like, I don't know, like, I, I, wouldn't take the, the traffic hit, you know? And I was always terrified of, I was really a, just a terrible job. I was, ter- I was terrified of everything about it. Like I never knew the right thing to do when I go, when I go downtown to cop, I'm like, do you stay in your car? Do you get out of your car? You know, do you park the car? You know? The car felt like a bust, but the, you know, getting out, then why are you this white long haired guy just standing around? Do you know? Uh, I was terrified. I never, now Keith, I know uh, you, you did some mm-hmm. proper jail time, right? Yeah. But it's like still my biggest fear. Like I'm always like, I pay my war. I pay every, even when I was like a junkie, I'd be like, I got to pay that ticket. You know, I don't want to go to jail. Well, you know, you know? I remember, um, I remember you and a bunch of these people from like enter the dragon and those places like, uh, fuck, you know, like that, like enter the dragon. Are you talking enter other? the dragon yeah. in the eighties here on fucking Ed yeah. Cliff? Yeah. You remember me from back then? Yeah, from there, and also like English Acid or one of those. That type makes places. sense. But yeah, Enter the Dragon is some fucking OG shit. I mean, you're definitely like, 
you know, you're a ripe fucking apple if you know if you're dropping Enter the Dragon. That's where Cliff's yeah. edge is now. Yeah, exactly. I um, but I used to like because I would go. I you know Steve Sumney, that production designer. I know the name. You know him for sure. He was Steve Coivisto in the eighties. Okay. I, I used to go Incredible to those. Incredible name, Steve Coivisto. Yeah, I used to go yeah. there with him and Matt Dyke and that whole crowd. So I remember a bunch of. I have a really great memory. You do of faces, you know. Yeah, that was a really and important re- club. Fucking Matt, did you ever go up to Matt's place? Uh, the his I, house. Did you ever go to Matt Dyke's house? Not the Echo Park, the one he died in. Yeah. No. No, I I remember the apartment over there, like off Cochrane, right. and then um. Then the office was above like Tommy Tang's on Melrose. I've been there a bunch. Right, right, right. Yeah, because he uh, he took an interest in one of the bands I was in early on. And this is 94, 93 maybe? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He was toast at that point. I mean, he was, yeah. he was, he was already toast. I mean, he had a long run. Yeah, he did. I mean, that dude was just selling Basquiat's and smoking crack for 25 years. Dude, I'm telling. Can I tell you something? Everybody thinks like he never was asked out. He died with almost twenty five million dollars in the bank. No, he, I he know. Had, you know, he had most of those Basquiat still. I, he, but he, you'd literally go to. That's what I was asking because you go. You would go to his house, and I, dude, I didn't know who the fuck. I was a fucking dumb rock kid from Sunset Boulevard. Like I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, what are these weird doors? Do you know what I mean? That have like yeah. weird fucking looks like a kid drew on this door. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, you know how, do you know how he got those? No. He, in the early eighties, he would, Matt had a job for not Gagosian, but one of these big art dudes in LA. I mean, it's like, wait, uh, like Sachi. One of those guys, but this is like 1982. Whoever would have been the relevant one then. Oh dude. I bet you, I know who he was. Was it Arnold Ashkenazi? Maybe. I don't know. The guys who ran the Mondrian. I don't know. Whoever it was, was the yeah. guy who he had brought Basquiat to L.A. This is how long ago it was. It's when Basquiat was dating Madonna. And oh, uh, shit. That's like Matt, Fine. they hired Matt. You remember, because you were like Scott Weiland also had a thing where he did it. Like these rock dudes, these music dudes would get like day jobs driving people around, yeah. almost like a precursor to Uber. Yeah. But they were hired. Yeah. So Matt had a job driving Basquiat around and oh. they ended up with the bug together. And what happened is they didn't have no money and Basquiat would do, just draw something on a fucking board and be like, here, go cop. And Matt would just save it, hustle the money or whatever, you know? Ah, uh, so that's because that's how he got on Cause he had, but he had a lot. Like, yeah. He had close to 20 of them, but that girl, I heard that girl he was with up until a couple of years ago, burned him for like half of them. Yeah, I mean, he was just up there literally just smoking crack and he eating Hawaiian bread, which, yeah. to be honest with you, doesn't sound that terrible. I mean, do, yeah. do, for 20 years, do you know? I was about to say. He, he was shooting uh, dope real too, quick, though, right, Michelangelo? Where, where I think so, but that? he felt more cracky to me. He, he was, because I know he lost all his teeth and all that. Yeah. I didn't see him, but other people would run into him. But, you know, he did die sober, oddly. He, he did? Yeah. I guess he had like five or six months over, you know? Wow. Um, like Bob Forrest or somebody helped him. I Well, which is weird, but, you know, one of those, right? you know, re- recovery people who takes people's money or whatever. Are we that candid here about yeah. the, uh, the uh, industrial recovery complex? Um, Dude, 
Well, Danny, you know, Danny worked at CRLA, that one with the rehab mogul, the dude who was just like, you heard about that. Was that thing, the, right? the guy that Hillel did the story about that? That like, yes, right. That guy. Right, right, right. Is that, yeah, that, Danny that, guy, that guy's there. in jail, right? Like he's, Oh, he's never getting out. I don't think. Right. Yeah. That was but, crazy. Um, it, it, dude, it gets way wilder. Only him and the, the head of accounting lady went to jail. That lady was, she took a deal, went to prison and was in a fire camp. I'm not exaggerating, Michelangelo. They sent her to fight the Malibu fires, right? And she's literally on the property of Chris Batham and a, like a fucking axe fucking head flies off an axe and cuts her face open or something. I'm not even kidding. Oh, you. Jesus. On the property of the dude she worked with in Malibu. Oh my God. Oh, they sent her because they were sending prisoners out to fight the fire. Yeah. Cause they go out there to cut the lines or whatever and all that shit, you know? Well, that's some sweet justice. Right. I mean, like locked her up. Yeah, um, that is a, that is a fucked up industry. I had, I, in, in, I had very, did you do, I, cause I, it was kind of funny. The only time that I, I only went to treatment once mm-hmm. I went to, and it was, I went, I had gotten to a point, this is, this is 20 years ago. I'd gotten to a point where I had like one of my $20 a day habits. Do you know what I mean? But I just couldn't get clean. Like it was like, I could yeah. not, I just couldn't do it. Do you know? And I had had, I'd had a year or two here and there. Like I was, I was, I was spotting around AA. I knew everybody. And I went to, um, it was called maps at that point. I don't know if it's still called. I remember map. Yeah. Right. And it was, it was different. It was buddy, the old, the old guy who was in this, in this other dude, it was a different scene. And I remember I was, I went to them. I was like, guys, I listen, I, I know I sound like every asshole, but I just need a bed. I need a bed for like five or six days, five or six days. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't just give you a bed. You have to go into treatment. You have to do all And I was like, but, but we, we, I literally like negotiated and like, we got me five days of cry help. And then, um, and then I had to do 30 days of sober living. And that was the only time I ever went to anything was, was, was cry help, which I remember when I was young thinking cry help was like, whoa, you're really fucked up if you're at cry help. Like that just seemed really scary. Like, well, Christ, I don't know anything about it, but the name, I mean, it's a, it's a, a frightening name. But you know, it's kind of funny because this, 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 right. this sort of kind of gives you a little insight into my, my, my core addiction, which is, which, you know, my problem with food is, is, is I remember I was, I was. I was, I was there and they have a cupboard where you can get, you know, all the foods you want. Right. And they've got cookies and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And I would go in there and, and, and the uh, girl that yeah. was, there was a girl at the counter and she was, she was kind of, I don't know. I mean, she was hot enough. I was just kind of attractive. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I was a yeah. little sh- ashamed of, of, of like going in there and like getting the cookies. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't want her to like see me eat. I'm kicking heroin like and I'm worrying about the girl like judging me for eating too many Oreo cookies. Do you know, like that's where my head was at. And I remember I was like yeah. kind of trying to kind of hide them in me, do you know, like to, to, to walk out. And she was like, you know, you can have as many as you. she caught me. I remember being so horrified that, that I was caught sneaking cookies. By the pretty lady, yeah. you know, and, and, and that was w- w- again kicking dro- like like so far from having anything that resembled a real life. Do you know what I mean? Because I was, yeah. was it was a fucking heroin addict. But I was like, oh, she knows I eat the cookies. You know, um, and there was another funny thing that happened there too. Was that so? I had a band. I had a band called Plexi, which yeah. we played around a lot in the nineties, and we were 
we were we were on 120 minutes once and we had everything was banking on us being on 120 minutes the whole thing banked on us being on 120 minutes and um and that was it and 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 i had known i'd met matt pinfield who's who's hosting the show and he and he had promised that he was like he was, i'm gonna spin you guys all the time i think you guys are great i think you guys are awesome i'm gonna spin you guys all the time Played us That's once. That's a pretty good Matt Pinfield, by the way. One, right? Well, here's the funny thing. I wake Hold up. Hold on one second, Michael. Hey, Danny, can you mute your phone? Danny is like, okay. just, just, like, yeah. if you That's guys okay. want to know ahead. what five grams of mushrooms looks like, it looks like Danny right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see Danny. I can't either. It's just like, he's, just, he's like a, 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 a morph. But I, I hear stuff. Uh, his uh, internet keeps going out. Okay, so go ahead, Michael. So what happened with so, Matt Penfield? So, uh, so I went. So I when I woke up from Matt my Penfield. first drug, uh, from my first, you know, when they they knocked me out at Cry Help, I wake up, and and Matt Penfield's next to me. In Cry oh Help. no way! Yes. Oh wow! And he's wow. sleeping. So I kind of and I finally when he woke up, I was I was like, dude, why the fuck didn't you play my fucking band on on 120 minutes? Yeah. Um, and I, can't, it was, it was that was like, and anyway, oh, you know, it really wasn't up to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm literally like confronting this poor guy who's like picking drugs about why he didn't play my band in 120 minutes like four years ago. And it, it just so that was my that was my really my only thing. And then I I stayed sober. I was sober for. Uh, see, I bounce around. I was sober for about five or six years, and then I tried drinking. I'm just like kind of going telling my story a little bit and uh and then i and that was when i discovered that i liked cocaine and then that that pretty much brought, brought me back in the rooms 10 years ago good ain't it i like cocaine do you guys like cocaine I yeah like everybody it. likes cocaine i like it the yeah. first 45 minutes well that's the thing yeah, yeah. And, and and i i like it I like it in an IV, an IV form. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Always got to escalate, Daddy. Always with the escalate. Well, <laughs> the, uh, here's the thing. Here's the problem with that is that I had very early on when I was shooting heroin, I got endocarditis. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. what's that? It is a, it's. What is that? It, there's no way of saying what it is without sounding like you've got AIDS. It sucks. But it's like when you, when you use a dirty needle and it basically, it, it it's, it puts an infection in your heart. It's an infection in your heart from a dirty needle. Oh, like AIDS. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, no, I'm kidding. No way. Okay, shit. Okay. So I know, but I understand that. What's that? I understand that and yeah. how it's very different, right? Like it's so you get an infection and it travels into your heart. It and travels into your heart. heart and I was in the hospital for three weeks. And oh, okay. Um and the doctor said, to, and I was young. I was like 20, 21. And the doctor said to me, he goes, he goes, listen, you, um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. You can do heroin. Like heroin's not a problem. Like you're going to, you know, it's, you shouldn't, but it's not going to be as detrimental to you. You cannot ever shoot cocaine. You, really? You, you've done something to your heart where you cannot shoot cocaine. And Oh, wow. And because of the way, but every, everything else, everything else is fine. Just not cocaine. And because he <laughs> phrased it that way, it stuck. Do you know what I mean? Because if he would have been like, "You can't yeah. ever do anything again," I would have been like, "Fuck you!" But he sort of created a world that was that was believable to me. I was like, "Well, this kind of makes sense." 
So the few mm. times that I speedballed, I was always terrified. I was like, are we sure we want to do this? You know, let's do it. You know, and, and it was more just like a relief that I didn't die. Like that whole thing where like, I don't know, I came in my pants and I was glued. And I was, uh, I was just like, I didn't die. Like that was the rush for me. It was like just not dying, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, but then I finally did kind of gave gave, gave, in, gave into some cocaine and, and began smoking cocaine, which is I've really enjoyed. It was one of the few times I actually enjoyed the process of doing something. You know, how people always go, "You got to get into the process and not the results." You know what I mean? And I like yeah, cooking yeah. it and making it and the and the I mean, like, like it just was great. You know, it was like. Yeah. Dude, I I fucking freebase cocaine one night all night, and I was so fucking miserable, man. You didn't like uh, it, man. No, because I just can't. I couldn't move. I'm just sitting there waiting for the pipe, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Well, you can't. You were you were you were, you, were you doing this with other people? Yeah, well, you can't do that. That's insane. You cannot. That's like <laughs> it's like crazy time. That's like kids, well, or, that's like when you're in your twenties and you end up doing coke with some guy who's like got the acoustic guitar and he's like got he's the guy with the coke and the acoustic guitar. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. And you're like, he's like, I'm gonna do another song. You're like, no, you're not. You're just gonna give us more fucking coke. You know what I mean? Like, why, yeah. is, why don't you give me the fucking coke and then you can do your fucking songs? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so yeah. So then I did that. I, I came back. I came back and got sober again. And I. And and that was pretty much the last time I pretty much I think I don't know, but I I've been pretty much sober for the better half of my adult life. I never really drank, uh, and then over the course of the past couple of years, uh, I just I kind of you know, uh, you know to be perfectly honest with you, and I think that 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 I think I think AA is as good as what you put into it. Do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. If you are of, not of any help to anybody there, you know, it's, it's yeah. not, you're, you, you're, it's almost like get out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's, yeah. and I wasn't, That's interesting. it's true. I, and, and I wasn't, I, this is, I feel like an asshole, but I, I didn't really see my value in AA not, and, and I wasn't going to meetings and. That's funny. Cause I kind of do see your value in it. That's pretty funny. You say that. Mm, I, yeah. I, I remember telling so, I mean, in a very selfish way, I remember telling Cyrus, I was like, because you, I just something I saw you put online. I was like, fuck, man, I wish Michelangelo was here making us laugh, you know. <laughs> but I mean, that's a self-serving thing. But I honestly, I think it's a necessity to have people that make people laugh. No, that's you true. know, because yeah. no, who the fuck wants to be there if you're not having fun? No, I, I know, that, but, I know. And, and 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 I'll tell you something. I do. It's it's I do, especially since like I'm I'm usually like asleep by like 10 o'clock at night these days like it's sort of nice having something to do at like seven it's a great time to go do something yeah do you know like get yeah out of the house um, um what's the worst experience you've ever had on drugs mm. oh gosh the worst experience that's God, I really haven't thought about that. I mean, I, you know, it's it's kind of weird because it all kind of feels like a whitewash of a lot of like just general like just kind of like being in, you know, hot and stinky cars, like being dope sick and, you know, and being with some asshole Dude. chick and like, you know, like it, it, it I, I would say 
I, I don't know. I, I, I probably I would say when I was when I was smoking. I, I remember I remember when I was when I was when I was smoking. I would I would smoke the you know smoking a crack or whatever, and I would have panic attacks. And I would think that I'd smoked glass. Do you know what I mean? Like I would think that glass had gotten in my lungs. Do you know? Yeah. And, but then it would be the same pipe, right? So I'd have the pipe that was clearly putting glass in my lungs as far as I was concerned, but I needed to take another hit. Do you know what I mean? Uh And I remember being in that vacuum quite a bit. And I almost think that that can sort of act as sort of an analogy to my whole life. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like that, that was definitely, that was definitely it. And that, I mean, the thing about heroin was the problem with, honestly, being on heroin was always great. It was just everything about getting yeah, the heroin, you, you, know, yeah. you, you know what I mean? It was never like, oh, I did too much. I never did. I mean, I never OD'd. Do you know what I mean? Obviously you can do too much heroin, but like, you know let's just let's just take ODing off the table. You can never really do too much heroin. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, right. I did, you know, like, like, oh boy, I was really, I was crazy last night. I did too much heroin. You know I mean? It's like, you know, you just, you know, it just it kind of was always, all I've ever wanted out of everything was just to knock out, you know, to go to like, right. To, to, to get zonked out. In fact, the, it, the, I will say this as a, as a, it, I, I have, it, as this has been happening, and I don't, I don't crave heroin. I don't think about it. I don't think about it at all. I'm actually, um, I, I, you know, like I wouldn't like the thought of scoring drugs right now. I, like I won't eat at a restaurant with a B. Do you know what I mean? Like I won't eat at a restaurant yeah. with a B grade. <laughs> so the thought of taking something out of some motherfucker's mouth and like sticking it into my, it's just, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I, I could just see me like going to wherever people cop now being like, so where's the stuff sourced, man? Do you know, like, do you yeah. guys know yeah. the farmers? Do you know, do you guys know the guys that are, you know, like, like I, the, 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 everything I consume now, I sort of like know the lineage of, and I couldn't imagine, but I will say that the, uh, the, if there is, if there is something that does sound appealing, when you know times get a little boring or weird is the uh the the pharmaceuticals like the oxycontin and stuff like that which i never really got into i only kind of fucked around with a little bit do you know what i mean but i can sort of see yeah. i can see i can see how that could easily become problematic if it was sort of like readily available you know and, and you right. thought the world was ending and you could start to sort of start playing out those sort of um those sort of scenarios like how okay, it, i wonder how that works now too with like with teledoc and whatever like you just like tell a doc and be like hey doc like you know like i don't know how that works you know um you can well you can definitely i'll tell you this it's very easy to get benzos that i can tell you (laughs) but benzos are what xanax yeah xanax ativan klonopin shit like that yeah Uh, yeah okay it's it's so easy that like literally like you want to tell the doctor like Look at me. Do you really want to make it? Do you really want to? Do you, do you think that a guy with this many tattoos that's my age that has a job has any business, you know, d- 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 taking a Xanax? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my I mean, that's God. actually been because because I still don't drink, which still, you know, I basically live like I'm sober because I really don't, you know, do anything. But like when the when I have to go to the client dinners and the advert, you know, with the advertising people and stuff like that. 
uh, and the drinking thing comes up, I, I actually have just come to say, you, you don't look like this at my age and still drink. Do you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, you wouldn't, it's true, you wouldn't want that guy at the table. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> you don't want that guy at the table. That um, cr- the crowd of people that like Michelangelo's is fr- the guys who are like I, I would say really I just, I, the guys who are really a few years older than Michelangelo's and I and I'll, the people I remember mostly from that period you know that late eighties early nineties thing in the music scene there's so many fucking dead bodies so many of those dudes died I know from drugs yeah. you know it's so a lot of them yeah, yeah they didn't make it living that lifestyle you a know? lot of people died. It's it's yeah. it's interesting because in in my in my in 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 my sort of swath of people, which I would sort of I would say Callie would be part of that, and Renee would be part of that, and the kind of campfire right. girls guys like Andrew and Christian and all those guys. We had a pretty low carbon footprint of deaths in that scene. Do you know what I mean? Like like yeah. A, and and I and I think mm. I think a lot of it's because like. You know, a lot those guys got sober and they took it real serious. You know, yeah. And there was like a crew of dudes that got sober early aughts and took it really fucking serious and and created kind of a culture that was like because because I've been in, in and out of AA for a long time. I've seen the many different hats of AA. Do you know? Right. And you know, I've seen people that are just sober. Do you know, and I've seen people that work really hard at it, do you know, and um, that particular crew worked really hard at it and, and, it, and it showed and people, people, those people and the people immediately around them stayed sober and active in recovery. And, and I think that, that that's the, the big difference. But yeah, a lot I mean, of fucking people died. I always tell those. Guys I mean, it's that. crazy how many it's crazy how many people are dying every day. You know, I mean, Keith knows like how many people I've lost. You know, it's yeah. like it doesn't fucking end. You know, but you it's know, changed. It's, it's, it's also like that's. A- you know, it was a weird one. This was a while ago. It was like it's like weird when somebody who was sober for a long time that's dies. You know, like when Cliff Cantor died. Do you, do you, yeah, that was weird. That yeah, because that was a guy I knew for a long time. You know, and he'd been sober for a very long time. You now let me ask you. You you remember the Cantor brothers from the nineties, right? You mean his brother Brett? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I was friends with Brett. Okay, so you remember Brett, and you remember like Breck Lampkin? I now Breck Lampkin. Now here, okay. This is funny. <laughs> I know Breck Lampkin since I was thirteen years old. Breck Lampkin fucked Carrie. He fucked Carrie, the girl that got me kicked out of uh, junior high. Breck Lampkin oh. fucked her. Breck Lampkin dated one of my best friends for years, a girl named Taylor. Do you yes. remember that? Oh my God, you're like that. You're that. Who's and that's who I think about when I when I when I hear uh, Covina. Yeah. So okay. Her, I literally lived at that house. Her brother was my best friend. He was. I mean, he you know Breck's MAGA. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yes. <laughs> Well, it doesn't surprise me because I know he's like from a wealthy family, right? No, I know, but it's it's I I, I really realize that I'm I am that sort of cancel culture left that can't deal with his maganess. Well, you know what's weird? I was in prison. I think I've, I hope I haven't talked about this before, but you'll follow this. People who weren't around at that time didn't like because you know at that time, like 
Breck and Taylor and all those like people in LA, like in the mid nineties, because people in Hollywood were getting into methamphetamine and I was dealing the shit. Right. right. So I was dealing it to all their friends and shit like that, you know? Um, and a weird thing had happened is, well, I got busted. I was in prison and, and the OJ Simpson thing happens, you know, he gets chased and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, I told you, I have a really good memory, and you'll remember this. Do you remember how Cliff's brother died? Of course I do. He was stabbed, and I think I know who stabbed him. Oh, you do? Because Do you remember Glenn? No, I don't think so. Glenn was the door guy that they thought did it. He might have done it. But I still I know think that... Cliff did it. <laughs> really? Well... He got word. I, I heard it was Charlie. He got the I girl. Heard Charlie did it. And he got the job. He literally just parked right in his garage and took over his life when he died. Well, but here's the one thing. Do you remember how cokey they were? Like uh, uh, Brent Cant, Brett Cantner, um, and he was friends with Ron Goldman and all them. Do you remember that? No, I, I, the, I, Cliff was. He might well. Cliff, yeah. I mean, he was in and out of AA at that point, so I'm sure that they were. I mean, Brett, I don't rem- I don't remember Brett being cokey, but he may have been. Well, I, I, the the rumor on the street in the early 90s was Brett owed these some dudes, I think they were, I can't remember what nationality they were, but some, you know, some serious dudes a bunch of money for coke when he, you know, that hung out at that club. Right. And he was telling everybody, fuck those dudes, I'm not paying them. Well, you know, he got killed, and you know that they cut, they almost cut his head off with that knife. Yeah, it was right? a violent stabbing. Right. Well, so I'm busted. They arrest OJ and all that kind of shit. I don't think anything of it. But by the time I got out, they had said that the way that they killed Nicole Brown was her head was almost cut off. And listen, I understand now. Of course, I think OJ did it. Right. But at that time, I told Taylor and Breck, I go, call me fucking crazy. I go, but they're all friends. I go, and everybody's doing blow. It's right. weird. You know what I mean? Like, he got killed the same fucking way as Nicole Brown. Huh. You know? Same exact way. God. And, you know, like... So you think OJ did it? Absolutely. I, now I think OJ killed yeah. that fool, too. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> OJ killed that. Just running through, just, just goes to the airport, and then he's just like, shit, I can't leave yet. I mean, no, that, was that was the warm-up. That was his warm-up. That was the test run. Boom. I did not, I did not think, I mean, it's Jeez. interesting, because Keith, you brought up a couple of things that I was like, wow, I didn't, but to bring up Brett, Breck, when I met Breck, he was Brett, but to bring up Breck, yeah. And Taylor, so so, yeah, because Breck lived there basically. I mean, that was like that was like he lived at Taylor's. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, he lived there, and I lived at that house. You know what I was mean? Was his name? Can I ask you guys a question? Wait, you just said something, Michelangelo's. Yeah. Um, and it's and your last name is Angelos with an S. With at an the S, end? yeah. Oh, okay, Michelangelo's. Got it. All right. Um. Uh. Was he named one thing when you knew him, and then he changed? He his did a name, name change. To- he did a mid. Yeah, he did. He did a midlife. Uh, he did a mid. I say around eighteen or nineteen. He switched to Breck, and he and. Uh, and what did he change? He went from Brett to Breck. He went from Brett to Breck. Yeah, that's incredible. That was the fucking. I mean, name. I'm Breck. sorry, but that's, that's a cool what, name. It's a cool. I mean, like, he did it. He well, said just like. It's also a shampoo, well, A. And, 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 and a popular B, one in the 80s, too. That's you, because so you strange. Because if you tell a 25-year-old like, Breck, they're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. You know? They don't know shit. No. But, the th- yeah, it's like me changing my name to Prell. Yeah. But the, uh, 
But no, it's not though. It's like being like, hey, my name's Mike, and I think I'm gonna name I think I'm gonna change my name to Mick. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It was, it was, it was, and you're like, wow, that's really yeah. close. The fact that he's MAGA, I kind of feel like he's almost like like a Nazi zombie. You know, like you can make fun of like, you know, you can always kill the Nazi and kill the zombie. You can make fun of the MAGA person. Like, you know, it's like yeah. there's do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying he's a Nazi. I, you yeah, know, I don't, yeah. I'm not. I'm just putting. Dude, I'm, no, but I mean, like, like you're on the right side or the wrong side of this thing. Unfortunately, exactly. I, I am. I, I, I've become a little extremist in that sense, especially since the lockdown. Well, the I became extremist when, when Trump you know? clearly became a public health crisis. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, like you, I was kind of like, yeah. OK, we'll do four yeah. more years. I'm sick of him being in every news cycle. I'm making good money. Do you know, like it's, we, we win yeah. it. this is, this Press is not going to give the environment go. for reproductive rights, but you know, we'll live, we'll make, we'll make some money, but we've now clearly crossed into something much different. Do you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I do. I like, no. I, let me, I, I gotta say one thing though. I don't think it's just him. I think that fucking, that that fucking governor of New York completely shit the bed. They didn't go on lockdown until after us, and nope. he's a fucking Democrat. Oh yeah, know? no, I mean, I mean, Newsom or what? Not Newsom. Uh, what's no, the Newsom no, is uh, fucking Cuomo. running. Newsom and yeah, and Cuomo. Garcetti are fucking crushing it right now. I mean, I fucking hate Garcetti, but why okay. do you hate him? Because he's fucking destroying <laughs> L.A. He fucking let, let them build those fucking high rises everywhere. I hate that guy. Oh, see, I'm like the kid that just heard the hit song. And I'm like, I like that band. Like, I don't know anything yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like see him on yeah, Instagram. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, not oh, a huge cool. fan. I, Yoga Pants Garcetti. Um, I know he's got uh, good people uh, in his crew, but I'm not a, I know he's got good people in his crew, but I'm not a good big fan. I'm super impressed that fucking Gavin Newsom, man. I gotta say, yeah. I just want to. I was telling, I want to walk around just, just like a little, like a, like a little puppy dog, and just be his friend. I know he's very attractive. Um, uh, it, it's it's pretty fucking. I'll, I'll tell you the thing. They're like you can be proud of L.A. because they're so far ahead of it. Right. Knock on wood. That literally, like, I mean, you figure there's four of us who work in production, and Danny works in a rehab. That's a lot of fucking human beings to interact with. And none of us know anybody with it here, you know? No. Well, I, I, mean, I do. Yeah, I'm here, though, right, Danny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know motherfuckers here. Oh, you do? Now I do, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just on the East Coast. No, now I know people, yeah. I mean, not anybody I've seen in the last, like, few months, but I know some people here that got it, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But quite a few people. Really? Yeah. I wonder if any of the cavity creeps got it, like the homeless dudes in Hollywood. Oh, I'm sure. Cavity, I mean, that's... cavity creeps. I mean, uh, but I think you have a pretty great immune system when you're living that homeless life, you know? It's like living dude. in prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean. Number one rule, never fuck with a bum. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you I would, don't, like. No. I'm, yeah, man. Someone who is enduring that kind of that kind of difficulty will be very strong. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, very I, tough and very fast. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, here's, yeah, the other thing like, about, here's the other thing about being a junkie. Like when you're constantly just getting loaded, you don't get yeah. like the only kind of sick you get is dope sick. Okay, you know, you don't yeah. get the flu when you're strung out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like you don't get, you know, so it's like, 
I wonder, and then it catches up to you, and then it catches up to you, like, right when you get sober, you know? So I wonder if, like, all these fools are going to, like, someday be like, hey, I'm going to get sober, and then just get smacked with the COVID, you know? Yeah, COVID-y creep. I've always been been a believer that if if you keep your vessel as toxic as possible, those shit, like, good shit won't live in there, you know, so you get the poopies. Right. The same thing is going to happen the reverse. Bad shit's not going to want to be there either. They're going to be like, whoa, this dude's disease. Mm. There's nothing here for me. You, you might out. be on to something, Mike. I don't know. Listen, Doctor, I'm not a doctor. Dr. Mike. I'm not Dr. a Mike. Doctor. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't Mike. told Michelangelo this before, but I, I, I've, I've, told Dan, I've told all you guys, man. I got mm-hmm. out of prison. My friend had AIDS, and I gave him methamphetamine, and he oh, fucking yeah. came right back to life. It was like a million bucks the whole time until I got busted. You know what I mean? Because people who do methamphetamine don't get colds. That's just a fact. You don't get a cold. You don't get the flu. You don't get any. This shit's made of cold medicine. It's made of fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never thought of that. But, I mean. I I thought it was uh, controlled by gamma lights. It is. (laughs) It is, yeah. Okay, oh, cool. Cool, cool. You have cool, to have cool, space cool. doo-doo pistols though, or it doesn't cool. Yeah. I got one. I got one. I got one. It's in the it's in the I, I got one. It's in the Uber. I left it in the Uber. Hey Michelangelo, have you ever smoked <laughs> I've, I've, you know what? I have not. Oh, interesting. I, well, I'll tell you, I, I again this was a the, the, this was another potent moment in my life. Mark Mansfield, when I was in seventh grade, Mark Mansfield was an eighth grader, and he, I I asked him about PCP and he said he smoked it once and he thought maggot, maggots were eating his brain. Ooh. And that was a profound, okay. you know, it was a very potent image for me. So when it, and when it came around, which, which I think we were at the tail end of PCP. Yeah, for sure. Do you know, like, yeah. I think PCP was like more, the older guys that like Thin Lizzy were doing PCP. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was a different yeah, scene. You're right. But yeah, no. you're right. No, the, no, I've done, I mean, the, the most, the most, I mean, I did, I did the, the most insane drug I've done. I did recently, I did in July, I did five, I did five grams of mushrooms and a heavy dose of MDMA. And a what of MDMA? I, I don't know how much it was, but it was like, it was a hippie flip. Basically it was, it, it was a, th- it was with my therapist. It was a, I a blindfold and like music and. Six oh, hours. Oh, well, so you did, you did a, you did a hippie flip, but you did a, what, uh, what's called the, uh, what do they call that? The something dose, the courageous dose? The, the no, heroic dose. I did the heroic dose. The heroic I dose. I yes. never can remember that. Yeah. So wait, how was that? It was incredible. It was great? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was otherworldly. It was, I mean, you know, I, I have to say this, you know, the, my, I, I, there was a lot of, you know, I, I was in therapy. I was, I had intention. I was working through very specific things. There was, there were goals. I was, uh, I was mm. meditating a lot. I was, I mean, I've, I've definitely, you know, was do, it wasn't just like, Hey, let's, I wasn't, you know, dancing yeah, yeah. at Coachella. Do you uh, know what I mean? Like yeah. there was intention and there was work and, you know, even burned a little sage, you know what I mean? Like there was a thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I would say that I, 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 I won't say that I experienced ego death that did not take place, but I did find, uh, I, you know, to, it's problematic because this, this language has become so kind of cliche, but sort of like, like the oneness and sort of like, you know, the great mandala and sort of like kind of understanding a larger piece of things. And 
I do feel it recalibrated my brain and I came out of it um, being able to function more from a place of love and less from a place of fear than mm. I had before. I, I'm not going to say that it was, and, and, and it was a gradual, it wasn't like an overnight thing. I would say I'm still having insights, you know, seven, eight months later. Um, and they're contingent on the work that I do. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of contingent on how much I'm meditating and how much, you know, I'm sort of actively engaged in, you know, changing the way that I'm, you know, behaving and looking at life and stuff like that. But it definitely gave me like a kickstart to, to having a relief from, I would say that my, because I, I, you know, the real thing is that I suffered from depression, serious depression for most of my life. I would say that that dropped by about 70% and the anxiety, oh, wow. the anxiety dropped, still calms, but it dropped by about 40%. Oh, that's great. Were yeah. you hallucinating shit? You're beyond hallucinating. You're in a blindfold. So Oh, right. Your eyes are closed. You're in a blindfold. Um, he has a playlist, which is pretty... I mean, he's a cool dude. There's like Eno and stuff in there. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, yeah. you know... There was some stuff that was a little like, whoa, I guess we're doing a little world now. But I, you know, you're so <laughs> fucking high. You're like, Play the bongo. This is great. You know, but... yeah. <laughs> Um, Kicked at Enya. Yeah, I didn't get that bad, but it, you know, we were definitely in world territory. That's sort of uh, outside yeah, of my uh, thing. But um, Sorry. it was it. You, you, Returned you, innocence, brother. Come on. But I'll tell you this: no. it, when you do, because you do have to pee. You, uh, at least I had to pee. I had to pee a lot. And when you when you the, you can't open your eyes because you're so you're literally like it's you're in a kaleidoscope. Like you open your eyes and everything's just like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, so he had to yeah. like help me to go pee and, and, um, but it's weird because like you, you know, you're really fucking high. Like, like I had actually, when I had, I, I, I was on the docket to do it. And then my dad died this was in June of last year. And so he was like, listen, I think we should wait on the mushrooms, but why don't we do, uh, an MDMA session? And I was like, okay. And I was never much of a Molly guy, you know, but I was like, sure, why not? And I actually, in, in the way that it works, again, this is, this is therapy. This is like, you know, I, I was, this is a, this is not just some fucking asshole in Topanga. This is like a guy who like, we were talking about like my trauma and, you know, my issues and issues around sex and issues around food and issues around like all this stuff. So there was definitely some scaffolding around this. And then, you know, you basically just go in, you close your eyes and you just get real, you go in and, you, and you know, you're doing all this work on yourself internally. And I did the MDMA and I really liked it. It was great. It's really kind of shitty the next couple of days, like coming down off of MDMA kind of sucks, but it was great. And I actually got a lot of insight in that experience. But when I did the mushrooms, you do, you do five grams of mushrooms and, you know, about an hour later, you're really fucking high. And that's when they give you the hippie flip. That's when they give you the MDMA. Oh, okay. And he times the playlist so that when the when the when the MDMA starts kicking in, like there's this, I think there's like a fortet song or something. But it's like literally like like washes of love start kind of like like tickling all. I mean, it, it's really profound and it's really beautiful because you're like you're in a place where you 
are there for, you know, again, I, I don't like these terms, but you're like there for to heal, you know, and to, and to really target the things that haunt you and to t- target your fears. It's like when fear, when something scares you comes up, you know, you're supposed to lean into it and you're supposed to sort of experience it and sort of embrace it. And it sort of helps change your relationship. It's, it kind of functions. It's interesting because I had to write a paper for my psych class and I sort of talked about how it sort of touched all the different schools of psycho psychotherapy. And, you know, there's a, like a cognitive piece too, where you can sort of really kind of like uh, confront things that are scary and see that they're not that scary. And they're usually like the kinds of things that you tell your, you've been telling yourself your whole fucking life that are just the stupid same things you kind of tell yourself and you're like, what's really going on there? Yeah. And you're in a space where you can actually explore that stuff because, you know, frankly, you know, you've got so much serotonin co- coursing through your body that you're pretty courageous, you know? Yeah. So, for me, that experience was, was really, really profound and really helpful. And, um, you know, it's weird. It's a weird world. The, the sort of plant medicine culture is a little kind of gross, I think. I think there's a lot of bad, not bad people, but just not very smart people that are in that world and a lot of bad hippies. And For sure. It's real Burning I, Man adjacent. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And, you know, I do think there's a tremendous amount of value there. And I think that there's a company, the company, there's a foundation called maps that's doing a lot of work to um bring this stuff to the forefront and and i think i think that that it's going to have a tremendous amount of psychotherapeutic value but we're still learning you hungry? yeah Aren't, it, didn't they just legalize lsd in oakland or something they legalize mushrooms i know they legalize mushrooms in oakland mushrooms, that's yeah. what it is yeah yeah, but really? in truth, why I'm pursuing this degree in uh, in psychotherapy is because I I kind of want to pursue this as a as a as a modality to help people because it was really helpful for me, and um, and also I don't know what the fuck else I'm going to do in ten years when we're no one wants to hire us, <laughs> right? I don't I I know people who have done the not the peyote what's the other shit ayahuasca, yeah ayahuasca, and that's they everybody it says it's pretty nuts but it's pretty great you know yeah that i haven't done that i've been very suspicious of the scenes of people that do there's actually one there's one guy i know who has a group that i would probably do it with because i sort of trust him and his sensibilities but for the most part it's kind of a lot of dumb hippies up and you know it's it's kind of like like your worst yoga class all on drugs do you know? Yeah. It's like everything yeah. that's awful yeah. about a yoga class for yep. 12 hours no, I, and you're yep. high. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> Have you oh, ever that been sounds to miserable. Coachella or Burning Man, Michael? I haven't. No, I've never been to Coachella. I've never ah. been to Burning Man. I've, I've, been, I've been a Burning Man just sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds terrible. Woof. I mean, yeah, I, I still... I still say I like doing all my drugs in the bathroom. That's where I like to do drugs. I don't want to do my drugs in the, like, with a bunch of fucking assholes in the, the desert. That's the one thing I've never... Un- yeah, I, I know people... In the heat. No. I want to be there, in the fucking bathroom. Maybe fives. one other person. That's it. Just us. We're here. It's cool. Doors closed. You know? And also, to me, the Burning Man vibe is like the same person who buys like the weed pen that's called the bliss pen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. The, the weed the weed pen that tells you what that weed's supposed to do for you. I that you need you full, full disclosure, like, I've been you, that person, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's just something yeah, believe me, I yeah, I 
I've been the all doses. kinds of persons with weed. <laughs> yeah, doses. I've tried it all. I'm not saying I haven't tried it. I'm just saying if that's your shit, like there's just there's just a strange. I don't know what it was like 20 years ago or whenever the fuck it first started happening. But all I know is whenever anyone ever explains it to me or starts telling me about Burning Man, it makes me want to go to bed. Well, I mean, I'll tell yeah. you this. I'll tell you this. What, 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 whatever wash. it was 20 years and ago. Wash, or, wash my, my, my whole body and, and all of it. Whatever it was 20 Setting. years ago wasn't interesting to me then because it's like, if you think about it, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's like, yeah, we're going to go out to the desert for a week. There's no power. There's no toilets. There's no nothing. And we're going to, you know, play dance music for a week. Yeah. Be like, Dank. Awesome. I'll race you. Yeah. You guys knock yourselves out. That, so- that sounds awesome. That I mean, I can't, awesome, I can't stand that type of fucking music. None of it. You know what I mean? No, it's all, it's all terrible. Like, it's, I mean, that, that's been, I think that's been <laughs> the, kind of the one, the one of the hiccups in sort of my, you know, my, in exploring these, um, you know, these substances has been the culture around it because, you know, in truth, the original culture around it's very interesting to me. The, all the hippies in the sixties and the seventies. I mean, that's, that's 100% like, you know, great, you know, but something happened to hippies in the nineties and they never recovered. Do you know, like they started wearing goggles and they started doing this thing with their hair and I don't know what the fuck happened, but it's terrible. Yeah. To me, let's be honest. I gotta, I gotta say that if I probably spent too much time with, with a bunch of hippies, like back in like 68, 69, I'd probably be like, that's cool. I'm going to grab these drugs and roll. I, like, and I think, I, I, just, I think now that I'm 50, I, 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 they look like, it's taken some time, but now they all look like, like I look at everybody at that, like uh, Woodstock and I'm like, like, that just looks awful. Dude, really? It looks great when I was yeah, 14. It looked like, awesome. But now I'm like, Ugh, oh just, no, dude, of course. <laughs> fucking. Uh, yes. Oh, the, uh, yes. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm betraying every, every poster I had in my bedroom when I, was I will say at least at that time, you like know, right now, for, even though they were all fucked up on drugs and had the free love, at least they stood up for shit. They believed in something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what the clo- you know what the closest I've been to all that was, uh, you guys remember occupy LA. I mean, yeah. not like it was yeah. that long yeah. ago, you know, Hell yeah. so I was living in silver Lake and, uh, and I was like, man, this looks kind of cool. Like I want to go check it out, you know? And I had like a, like I had that little guest house that we talked about, you know, where I was living, whatever, you know, with Sasha. And I was like, I want to go check out occupy LA, you know? And I went down there and I had, I was making edibles. So I like brought a bunch of shit and I handed it out to dudes and they were like, dude, like, thank you so much. You like, ke-. there was a dude and I remember, cause he said it in a specific way. He was like, do you like ketamine? You know? And I was like, I like ketamine. You know, he's like, I got some really good ketamine. You want some? And I was like, hell yeah. You know? So then he busted out a bunch and I started doing it with him. And then he was like, man, he's like, you're so cool. And like we start vibing, you know? And he's like, uh, he's like, I got it. My friend just left town. He, I got an extra tent here. Like you want to just, you know? And I was like, dude, hell yeah. So I move in this tent at Occupy LA in front of city hall, you know? And meanwhile, I have an apartment up the street and I spent like three days there. Like three entire days. Yeah, I didn't go home, you know, just doing ketamine, you no know, way. with this fool. 
And then I was like, hey. And then I didn't want to tell him that like I had an apartment because I remember in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I tell these fools I have a place, right, they're, gonna they're all going to want to come over and shower. And like, you know, once this oh, all man. ends, which is going to end very soon, you know, then I'm going to just have like a colony of these fucking dirt bags like living with me, you know? So I would just cut out and I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go see if I get some more edibles and I'd go shower and change and then I'd come back and hang out. Yeah. I did this for maybe like five, six days and I was finally like, man, I've had enough of these fools, you know? Yeah. It was started off being this like cool movement and everybody was there and then it just got like really dirty and dark and all of these like, I don't know, you know, like it just got really weird. Like really, really too weird. Yeah, it was a weird scene. That's the closest... That's the closest I've been to Burning Man, you know, That's is hilarious. Occupy LA. Yeah. yeah I never <laughs> did. I did. I, I think the closest to any that I went, I would go, I went to see the dead uh, at Ventura County mm. Fairgrounds when I was like 13 and camped out in, I don't even know. I can't believe my, my dad let me just go up to fucking a dead show for two days with like a bunch of fucking freaks. Um, and like, I didn't have a fucking ticket. Like and you didn't you didn't need one you just hung out in the fucking you know parking lot do you know I was like right, a thirteen yeah. year old kid just yeah. dropping ass in the fucking parking lot, um but yeah none of that sort of like survivalist shit never never you know in fact it was like when heroin got a little too like in the streets for me I was like ah oh, guys I don't know I think I'm just gonna you guys can go do the streets thing do you know like <laughs> I've just never I've never had this I've never really been a street guy. <laughs> you were you were you weren't into urban camping? No, as they call it. no, it's just horrifying to me. But he's Michael Angelos was part of like, well, okay, here's the funny dude. That whole crowd of these and you gotta remember I was dipping in and out. Like I'd be in Hollywood selling speed and then I'd be busted. Then I'd be in Hollywood selling, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I'd come and go, but there's this crowd of people around those Jane's addiction guys. And the wildest thing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Michael Angelos, but it seemed to me Everybody in that circle would end up with a habit, except Perry. He would just go and like, fucking go surfing in Mexico it while everybody was, was like, a, back here, like Perry was, dicks is, for dope. was an unfair anomaly in the game. Yeah, he really was an unfair anomaly in the game. No one could keep up with Perry. People still can't keep up with him. He, it's really weird. He's a, he's yeah. a, he he could, um, he. You know, kids like me. You know, Perry's ten years older than us, right? So he was the definitely yeah. the cool you know, the cool older guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, no one can keep up with him. He, he, and still to this day, I mean, I don't know what his, there, there's just some things that, you know, frankly, there's something kind of supernatural about that guy. And I don't mean that in yeah. like some, like I'm a fan type way. Cause I think he's sort of corny and weird and has a bad facelift now, but. You know, no, you're absolutely, dude. In, in 98, I was in impact with both Wylands, Mike and Scott. Right. Right. And we were in the fucking impact van going to a meeting. And, you know, like, I don't do heroin, but I was talking to Scott about, like, all you guys, all you Hollywood junkie types, right. like rock and roll dudes, you know, because that's what it was. It was like a rock and roll thing. And it, it, wasn't was a, like it was definitely like a scene. Do you know what I mean? It was definitely yeah. like you want, I mean, like, you had to do heroin just to get in the room. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, right. it was just, yeah. you know, like, it was, it was a big fucking part of that scene. I was terrified of the shit, you know, but. I was talking to Scott about it and I had said, I had said to Scott and I don't even, I didn't even really know Perry. You know what I mean? But I just told him, I said, listen, I go, I go trust. I go somebody who's like in and out, like just dealing drugs to people in this scene. I hear everything that goes on. And the thing that's apparent to me is, and I, I told Scott, this, this is in a van. I go, 
I go, I don't think Perry's a fucking addict, man. Mm. I go, that guy fucking goes surfing in Mexico while everybody's back here's lives are exploding. I go, and Scott goes, Oh, he's an addict. I go, I don't think so. Like you're here. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, that's the best is Scott goes like this. He goes, do you like Jane's addiction? I go, listen, I go, it's not really my fucking cup of tea, but I can appreciate what that guy does to move the crowd or whatever, you know? Right. And I swear to you, Scott goes like this. You got to see me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? That guy. Yeah. Really? Dude. Wow. Man. That he guy. He was something else. Yeah. Listen, I got to say, like, I, I you know, I, I may be the odd man out here, but fucking Jane's addiction when when Jane says dropped, it was a game changer. Oh, I mean, I mean, like, I, I like it I, was a fucking game changer in terms it, of like, absolutely in 1988. In terms of the yeah. 89 when the when ritual I think came out in 89 or 90 or no, which one of them, but but Jane says was yeah, it was it was 86, 78, it was around 88, 89. It was 88, and, and I, I think I'm about 88, yep. And it dropped, and I was like. Wow, like this is uh, this is this is just different than any other. Th- I mean, you imagine at that point. I mean, I was just I was literally like changing, you know, like taking taking off like a like a um, uh, 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 dead can dance record. You know, oh, you were a goth kid. And, well, yeah, I had all sorts of shit, but I was a uh, like '80s club music kind of right, guy, right, right. basically. No, 19, I mean, here's the. It was the funniest thing about Jane's Addiction was that I didn't want to like Jane's Addiction because I was already too cool to like Jane's Addiction when they were playing around. Yeah, yeah. And then a girl that I was dating broke up with me to go out with Dave, and I remember ah. I was at Ooh. I was at some club and they were playing the music video for Mountain Song. And I remember I was watching mm. the video, and I was and I was watching I was watching with Breck. I was with Breck, and oh, uh, and we we're watching Breck. the video, and we both look at each other, and we're both like, "Dude, this is pretty fucking rad," you know, like like the yeah. like the cool guys kind of like letting go. And then I'm watching the video, and then I look, and then fucking Dave is making out with my ex girlfriend in the video. <laughs> like the minute I'd sort of succumb to Jane's addiction. Like I'm mean, now, it was like, uh, but yes, you couldn't. They were amazing live. They were, they were, they were kind of one of the last great LA bands. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still think that, you know, they. It's. I mean, it's. It again. I don't know who's going to listen to this, but you know, what, yeah, what they became was a little, you know, corny. As yes. fuck. Yeah. Like a not corny. a little. Like it became corny. Yeah, it's a little corny. Like, and I was fine. It's funny because when i was first here in 90 i like i remember going to a friend to one of these going with a friend to one of these fucking downtown events that was like chain link fences and i don't even remember but all i know is that fool had a couple of big dogs you know he had a couple of big great danes wow and just the long and the coat and you know and it was it was that vibe it was like a couple of people from like flea was there and a couple of people from the red hot yeah no yeah then there was Jane's Addiction. It was just that period of music, and I was totally out of my element. I didn't really, like, I just, I'd known who the Red Hots were. Like, I definitely got into those in the mid-'80s, early, earlier, actually, just because that Austin scene and that weird sound was so powerful. Is that where you're from? Are you from um, Austin? No, no, but I had friends who were from there and 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 who got me into 
for whatever reason, they were just colossal there. You know? Right. Um, I, and I don't really, you know, I didn't know much at all about them. Um, but, uh, but I remember going downtown to that thing and seeing Perry and being like, God, this is so rad. This is great. This is awesome. It's almost corny. Like, this is almost some sort of weird D&D shit. Like, it was a little, a little, but, but they were, they were powerful. No, they were they, they were really it was, it was really exciting seeing those guys. I mean, it was it was you know before and, and three I three years I, later it was like they make great pets and I was like, what happened? What happened? Exactly, yeah. Dude, like they I had a record. In. They had a record before nothing shocking. Do you remember this? Michael? Yeah, it was the live record. Yeah, the live yeah. record was a fucking masterpiece. It's great. It's fucking incredible. You're totally it's right. Incredible. Wow, I haven't thought of that in a long ass. They time. do uh, sympathy for the totally devil. True. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's safe to say that, like, in fact, I was in bands with Breck at that time, and we were, you know, aggressively ripping off Jane's Addiction at that point in our lives. Wait, were you in that band Sinistar no. he was in? <laughs> Wasn't that one of his bands? Yeah, Breck was in a band. He was in a, they, he was in a new metal band called Sinistar. He was, it, Breck, you know, Breck's, Breck's one Breck. of the luckiest guys. The one thing I will say, Breck has got the luck of, I mean, he's just a lucky guy. Do you know? Yeah. And he had been bumping around in bands forever and none of them ever got any traction. And then he basically got in this band that was put together by Fred Durst and some other guy, kind of like a new metal boy band, basically, you know, it was fairly kind of curated band. And they, they did like a couple of tours with Limp Bizkit. So Breck had like two years of stadium tours. Wait, with Sinistar? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and th- they didn't sell any record. I don't think they did anything, but they just, they just got on that train. Do you know what I mean? When, when that yeah. thing went in the 99, 2000, yeah. do you know? I remember he was in that band when I met him, I think. And I just remember like, I, you know, cause I like, I fuck, you know, Limp Biscuits arguably the worst band in Ever. history, yeah. I think. But, um, but I didn't even know, I, I don't, I never <laughs> even heard Ten of Star before, you know, I, I knew Breck was in the band. I liked him. He was a nice enough guy, but he didn't leave Kavina because my friend that dated him, Taylor, I watched her do that to every dude she dated. They couldn't get away from her. They were just like addicted to her, you know? Well, she took so care was, of them. I mean, she literally, because he, he was like yeah. a bum. Yeah, totally. I mean, he didn't have a job. I don't think he has a job now either. I don't, yeah, I don't think he does either. It's like, it's, I'm really, when I tell, I, you know, we sort of, we sort of, I mean, look, he moved to Palisades or something like that, which is just like, there's no way to, even maintain anything with that. Um, but he was, I, I've never had a, gotten a clear sense of what he, what he was doing professionally. I don't think he does anything. I'm almost positive. He's a stay at home dad. And I think he's a stay at home dad. His mom, has, his, his mom. Wow. That was funny. His wife is a, um, is a big, t- is a, it's funny sh- shit talking like this, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> whatever. he's MAGA. I love the guy, but he's, you is know, he really MAGA. Yeah. He's MAGA. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. I mean, in a way, it's sort of fascinating. And the, we actually, we spoke, when my father died, we, we spoke, and he didn't want to talk about politics. And I, and I said, listen, I just don't know anybody that is MAGA, so you have to work with me here, because I feel like I'm, like, talking to an exotic bird. Like, I'm normally, yeah. like, arguing with, like, burners, you know what I mean? Or, like, people, like... Yeah, right. I'm in the left, arguing with the left. Like, like no, how, I how think we're going to give I everybody health care, totally- you know, like... Yeah, that's totally fucking fair too. Like, if you're willing to enter into a conversation and 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 be moderate and be interested, because 
I'm of the mind, whatever, and I don't want to get myself wor- wor- worked up. It's not good for my blood pressure. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm of the mind of like, we're at a fuck all you motherfuckers place. Yeah. So if we're going to listen and we're going to be cool, then like, let's, yeah, that's, that's, accept. I agree accept. with you. Like, don't well, nitpick. Well, I was like, you know, because I, I love Bernie. And I do agree with you. Like his shit's a little bit far-fetched. But I'll say this. Because I told Seamus and Hillel and them last time, because everybody was so gung ho about Hillary, and I go, "She's not beating him. You're out of your fucking mind." Yeah, that she was never, yeah. yeah. Like, and I'll tell you something. That guy marching, you know, when they start talking about him saying "grab the pussy," and that guy marches in, Jennifer Flowers and all those it women. Was, it was the it was the the most powerful, the smartest political move anybody has ever made in history. I told in that's history. What I said. and like. And I mean, he yeah, that was the work of fucking her. political genius. It was, and it's no, like, it was brilliant. And it's like, in mm-hmm. uh, because I, I put up a thing the other day, like I, you know, Joe Biden is, you know, whatever, you know, like I mean, I'll take anybody, I guess, but I mean, that guy, and I'm not somebody who really thinks he's senile, but he definitely isn't great at putting sentences together. You know, no, dude, I don't think he's senile necessarily, but he's certainly got a case. I mean, this is this is my take blabba. on Biden. This is my Just take on Biden. This is the case of the blabadabas. We've like, got to get the speak. old man up the mountain. And I think we can. I think we have a shot. And I do think really? we got to get the old man up the mountain. Yeah, and I, th- I think we got to at least pretend <sighs> like we got a shot. But we got it because here's the thing. What we are seeing right now is what happens when you don't have competent government. This is this is this is not this is not this is this is an understaffed, incompetent government at work. Yes. And and like the Democrats or not, we love staffing. Do you know what I mean? We we love we're like, oh, let's find somebody to do this and let's have a department of the department of the department. Do you know what I mean? Like we love a department, you know, and like we need departments right now. We need like 20 departments and we need like like educated, skilled, like, like we need the best in the field. And, and Obama was like the master staffer. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of the mind of like, let's just get the old man in. He's probably going to pick Warren. That's my guess. And I'm not crazy about Warren and, and, and for no good reason other than I'm probably cause I'm an asshole. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of, oh, no, 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 no. I know why, because she's a fucking phony. And and don't get me started. Well, I think that's unfair because you got to remember. She played, she, and she played a bullshit game two elections in a fucking row mm-hmm. and got in the way of real progress with her bullshit, phony, progressive uh, mask. That's well, what's wrong with Elizabeth Warren to me. Yeah. I mean, we do have to remember that she was that nice lady that, that became a senator to 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 go after the banks. I mean, that was what she started as 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And how did that fucking work out? They're doing great. Well, B of A yeah. is being more, B of A and Wells Fargo are just as fraudulent now as they've ever fucking that, been. Fair enough. No, she's a petty functionary and she's a pawn and I don't buy it. And her and Buttigieg can go fuck it. Wow, fuck you're a real burner. I'm a hard burner, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. am a hard, I am a hard burner, but... I mean, I'm yeah. I'm a centrist cuck. Do you know what I mean? I'm like a right. I'm like, oh, let's just milk toast this whole thing. Do you know what I mean? And uh, let's not shake the tree too much. Did we lose Danny? Agreed. Well, Danny, he's been dropping in and out. Hmm. No, I'm here. Oh, good. Oh, you're here. Nice. Oh, oh good. Yeah, we lost I'm you here. On the video. Just, 
Yeah, my phone died. Gotcha. Oh, it did? Yeah, but I'm still here. Still kicking. That's wild because we're still on the thing. I can only see Mike Fiella. How long are these things generally? Because we're going two hours here. This is like turning into a road It's usually about two hours. Yeah, usually between an hour and a half and two hours. Have you ever seen a ghost? No, I've, I, I, I can, I, I can with, with full authority, I can say I've never had a supernatural experience. None. None. Interesting. I mean, huh. I, no, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a pretty devout and ardent uh, uh, materialist. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, as much I'm a within ten percent atheist. You know, I like I'm not going to pretend yeah. to know absolute. You know. But um, mm-hmm. no, I don't think I don't think there's I think I, I think that if I I think that our proclivity to believe things that are untrue far outweigh the possibilities of things we don't know spooking us, you know, like interesting. that's that's sort of my take. But I've never had anything. I've seen some far out shit. I mean, I I um my dad was really involved with the American Indians and, uh, or native, I don't know what we're supposed to call anybody anymore, but, um, <laughs> no one he does. called them Indians and he didn't yeah, no one And, um, <laughs> we were, I remember when I was about nine years old, we would go up to, uh, Hopi land, which is, uh, up near Flagstaff in the middle of August. And we would watch a ceremony. They, it was a rain dance. And these guys would fucking dance on top of a mesa with live rattlesnakes in their fucking mouths. The dead of fucking summer. And I swear to God, it would start raining. They made fucking rain. Oh, no shit. You know? So, and, and you're on a mesa. So, like, you could sort of see the whole world, you know, 360. Uh, and then clouds just uh, kind of floated in and it would rain. And so, whereas I might not believe in ghosts, I do think that, that, that you know, if you dance with some, urgent, you know, with some urgency in, uh, with rattlesnakes in your mouth, something might listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like these guys really mean it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's give them some rain. They need that yeah, rain. Other, yeah, these motherfuckers really need it. They yeah. need the rain. But what was yeah. the weird thing you saw? What's that? What you said that you saw some. You've seen some really weird things. What no, else? I mean like that would be a, that would be like in the bracket yeah. of weird things that I've seen. Do you know? Um, yeah. Beyond that, no, I haven't really. I've. I've I've never seen a ghost. I've never had any other worldly things. In fact, my it's interesting because my parents, both my parents died within six months of each other last within like last year, basically. And oh, now man. I'm starting to be like, God, it'd be weird if there are ghosts. Cause does that mean that they're just like watching me like do all my weird fucking shit now? Like you kind of like, you kind of don't want there to be ghosts because you kind of don't want to think that things people you knew can see you doing weird shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, like if, if yeah. there's ghosts, hey, they, 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 if there's yeah. ghosts, then somebody you know has watched you jerk off. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's no. Yeah. Well, and not only would watch you jerk off, that means they've seen what I jerk off to, exactly. which is yeah. which is really all exactly. bad. Yeah. They're like. They're like, boy, he really likes the trannies on Chatterbait. There's something going like, on there, you know. Oh, hell no, tranny ass to mouth. Like, yeah. wow. That's yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that was a category. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like sophisticated. <laughs> like sophisticated taste. So I think yes. I think and, and there's I think we hope there aren't ghosts so that these, you know, personal moments are are ours, do you know? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
Are you Googling uh, ghosts watching people masturbate? Yes. No. <laughs> fascinating. I am. No, no, I'm Googling <laughs> tran- tranny right ass now. to mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Who is the weirdest human being you've ever met in Los Angeles? Who's the weirdest human being? God. Oh, Wow. These, nice. are, these are these are some hard questions because I don't even know where to get dinner. So like to like pull, <laughs> I was like, there's nowhere to eat in Los Angeles. You know, like um, uh, there's been so many fucking weird fucking people. I mean, like like I'm trying to think of people that we know. Do you know what I mean? Like that, so that I mean, there's we. The thing is, is being in in, in around you know AA in Los Angeles and anywhere really, you just really the, the bar of weird gets sort of set. Do you know what I mean? So like like crazy Peter is it? Is he weird? I mean, he's kind of weird. You know what I'm talking about, Peter? Oh yeah, yeah totally. Right? Oh he's, yeah, like, fuck. But but like but like he he he's sort of normal weird, and he's extremely weird. That guy, like that, should be somebody. Be like, that's a weird fucking guy. Do you know what I mean? So what? It's like, what is he like? Oh. Uh, he, he's like a weird old man that like, I mean, he wears like, uh, he wears like fluorescent bicycling clothes and like yoga pants, he right? Wears like yoga pants. And he, but the, you know what? I have to say, Michael, and you have to admit he wore that athleisure shit before anybody did. He sure did. He wore the shit in the nineties. Way before. Yeah. He's OG. Yep. No, yep. I mean, maybe see again, he was somebody I was trying to think of that was pants. weird. And if you think about it, he's not, not only is he not weird, he's a trendsetter. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. he's a fucking Kardashian, the guy. Yeah, you know. No, he is. I got a, I got a, I got a good photo of him somewhere. I'll send it to the group chat right now, just Charlie, so you can have a visual reference of this motherfucker. He's pretty weird. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm just trying to sort of rack my brain. I mean, also just in production, there's so many weird fucking people we meet in production. And you're like, how does this person? have a job or do what they do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so yeah. many people that we work with like, uh, DPs and like, like people yeah. that have like responsible real jobs, you know what I mean? Not just like the weird grip. Do you know what I mean? But like a guy making four grand a day and you're like, that guy's weird. Do you know? Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's some interesting animal trainers. Oh, the animal trainers. Yeah. They're very strange. There, that is a weird scene, and that is a yeah. racket. Let me can I tell you something you don't want to do. You don't want to try and like call a few of them because they all know each other. Yeah, <laughs> that, and you, you'll fuck yourself. You're like, I need, I need a vulture, you know. Yeah. And you call one guy, and they're like, the vulture's twenty five hundred bucks. You're like, ah, oh, I'm gonna call these other people, and it's the same vault. There's one vulture. Do you know what I mean? It's- <laughs> <laughs> and by yeah, the time you're yeah. done with these assholes, you're paying four grand for the vulture because you didn't just take the first guy that you know they all know each other. So yeah, yeah, it's a weird fucking scene. There's so many fucking weird people in fucking production land. Fuck. You know it's weird. It's, it? it's also weird because it's like once you once you you get to a point where like you've been in AA so long and you've been in production so long that like everybody everybody in the world just starts to look. You feel like you know everybody. You just like every yeah. year in line, you're like, do I know that person? I can't. Do I, do I know that person? I should have seen <laughs> I think I know that person. I think they, they, they were sober yeah. back like in the what? No, maybe they're on that set. Everyone looks familiar. Well, there's also yeah. no background check, so you don't know who the fuck you're working next to. You know what I mean? At it's, any given it point. It is a weird, it is crazy, right? Like a fucker like yeah. me, like, 
how I started producing makes no fucking sense. I didn't go to school. I didn't do anything. Like, honestly, like, like the art guys kind of make sense, even though that's like a super racket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like I should have gone into art, but like I, when I started doing production, I PA and I did what everybody else said. I did a little bit of everything. And I just was like, I want to be with where the people that are sitting that are having people bring them coffee. Like that just seemed like (laughs) that seemed like the best job on set, you know? And, and I remember specifically asking a producer, I was like, do you have to have gone to college for that? They're like, no, you just kind of coordinate, then you PM. And then you, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll try that. But yeah, everything else just looked like a lot. Art department's awful. That's a, a lot of work. Well, yeah, but they have 75 fucking dudes on every job. They have 75 you know fucking I mean? dudes, and they've got great health care. They've got five fucking five, five tons. Meanwhile, I got dudes like you telling me, you know, we don't, we just don't have a wardrobe truck on the budget on this one. I'm like, there's 75 dudes in fucking football uniforms. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, wardrobe's always the bridesmaid to production. Do you really need the, do you really need, do you, do you need that, that third assistant on the shoot? Yeah. Job? <laughs> Yeah, because we can have a PA. Listen, no, because the, the, the PA can help. The PA can help. Yeah, yeah, dude, totally. Uh, um, yeah, it is a weird fucking business. How did you get? I mean, I'm sure you've 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 talked, but it's it is interesting that you got into wardrobe. I well, I was like like a mod and shit and a punker and as a kid, you know what I mean. So I was always into clothing, right? And shit right, anyway. right. Kind of like you, I was like I I did a few jobs of art department PA, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I also like, I had somebody who was willing to hire me as a wardrobe assistant. Right. So that helped, you know, but I'd done a few art department things, but I'm like, fuck, this will break my back. This just looks awful. Years. You know what I mean? No, it was yeah. awful. I actually like it. I think the camaraderie of it's cool. I think we're very lucky for what we do for a living, but like, I love the camaraderie. I love, I'm like you, I love hanging out with people. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, cutting it up and bullshit and like that's probably i don't have any hobbies except for hanging out and talking shit you know? no i know and, and and the thing is and i do i will say this that like i do production in particular is how i you know is is gets me out of the fucking house you know what i mean so yeah. it's like you know and and in the, the past yeah. few years we work more and more i work more and more from home like i usually don't go in the office until you know maybe a couple of days before pre-pro now do you know what i mean like, yeah Unless the director works out of the office, which is rare these days. It's not like directors are at the companies anymore. Do you know? Yeah. I don't go in. So <clears throat> not having that, um, that to break things up is because I'm one of those assholes. It's been like, Oh, it's not that different. Do you know? Like the, like, cause I'll go two, three weeks without working. Do you know what I mean? Like it happens. Do you know what I mean? But like yeah. once, once we got into like the fourth week, like I was like, Oh wow, this is, this is a little weird. You and I, you and I did a job a few years ago. I don't want to say the guy's name, but there was an executive producer, and you were friends with him, I think. But he was a dude who was in and out of AA, yes. and I'm like, and somebody told me that that dude pulled his Range Rover into the parking lot on three wheels, like he was so yeah. fucked up yeah. and smoked out. Yeah, like one of the wheels he had been driving on three wheels and pulled in the thing, and yeah, he. Um... Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, I was actually thinking about that job because that was actually, that was the job. I, that job was one of the, that job broke me. Um, oh, really? It was a, yeah, that was a, that was a job that, that ended up getting me initially into meditation and eventually get going into, I was actually beginning therapy, I think at that point, but that job, I, I was having massive panic attacks on that job. That job was a real nightmare. Well, because the agency producer was so mean. She was awful. Yeah. And the, you know, 
I mean, I don't give a shit. You know, the, uh, I didn't get along with the director. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, and the expectations around things were just fucked up. And um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not one of those blame the world people. So I definitely had my own shortcomings. But like, it was just it was a very tough job, and it was a really. I remember I was having full on total panic attacks. Oh, fuck. I okay. Yeah. No, yeah, you were great though. You were you were awesome. Um, Do you remember when I handed her her ass in that building yeah. and the whole art yeah. department started laughing? Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. but you know what? You know who? One of your one, and I never worked with you two together, but one of your former assistants I hire all the time, who's Rainy. Yeah, I love her. Who's one of my favorite people in the world? Oh, she's wonderful. She's one of the best people on the planet, and an amazing stylist. Like so, like she's like awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. She's super cool, but yeah, we've only done like her. one or two other jobs. We, you, you, um, together. You, 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 we did that job, and then that job. Two of those, right? We did. Yeah, well, no, there was just a long. It was like five shoot days or something. We did oh, okay. But I remember you from DNA when you you would be there all the time when yeah. I worked there when you were a production manager. Yeah, that was a long time. Um, all right. Well, are we good, Charlie. Did we make uh, a yeah, that was great. Did we make a podcast? Yeah, we made a fucking podcast. We made a motherfucking podcast. We did make a motherfucking. <laughs> what about next month after lockdown? When all of us on this thing, Danny's an actor, Charlie and Mike are are pitching the job. Mike Landos is producing it. I'm doing the wardrobe on a or your mattress is free commercial <laughs> <laughs> no. I uh, sell anything right now <laughs> right. I would do a Trump commercial Seriously. I'm not fucking kidding you if Trump was like hey. I know. I was like I don't know about that I'm like oh maybe get out of the house you know I can, I can talk. <laughs> not only have I done two Hummer campaigns I've done several Walmarts but here's the best one I did one for the Corn Refinery Association. Wow. Basically, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. That's the devil. So, yep. It's You basically fine. did a commercial for diabetes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that is so silly. All right, cool. Well, thanks. I think God we're bless, good. people. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It was great meeting you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Good okay. meeting you.